Are, are you are you the editor? Oh, dude. There's four claps in a row. You can sync all of those up. It's it's yeah. You can see every spike. It's it's every perfect. Spike. Every spike, dude. I've done. I'm the host now. I've done. <laughs> now you must bow to me. Bow before my. <laughs> <laughs> Help! They're keeping me here. <laughs> now before my hosting skills. Okay. I mean, I've been rolling. I've been rolling. Rolling in the deep. I was like, I have caffeine hunger this morning. Yeah. Oh, oh, Are we good? This mic is on, right? Ben, my mic is on, right? Right, 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 check, 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 because you can say sure. Benji, everyone's like, "What is he talking?" about? Everyone's like, "This idiot is way too loud." Yeah, like, <laughs> like, like this um, is not fun. These levels are not <laughs> I'm good. straight next. Yes. <laughs> next podcast. Uh, yeah. Yes. Well, tell us all about marketing our okay, podcast. Okay, hold, well, hold on, hold on. When you start oh, things whoa, whoa, straight here, whoa, when you start whoa, whoa, things straight. Yep. Okay. Mister Lauren. Yes. Dallas. Yes. Oh man, that's. I mean, you want to give full, my social security hey. number as well out there? You know, yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah. Lauren D. Miller. Yeah, that's Let's fine. him right now. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. Jeez. I gotta say, I gotta say, I love this look. Really? Yes, I really do. Like the mm. hair, it's like almost Aragon, but not quite. You, you know, know what's interesting? Vigo. Yeah. Uh, the clothes. I can't find these at clothing stores. I can't find these. Do I you mean, make them? No. Surely I mean, not. I would love that if That'd I actually cool. made my own yeah. stuff. But um, I actually get everything on, like, Amazon through, through like, secondary retailers or whatever. Huh. And um, this is what... This has been my style for the last decade or two, but... It's true. I've always had clothes that have been hand-me-down and purchased at, like, Goodwill yeah. because I've been poor. Uh, I don't have money to buy clothes. Except, clothes are expensive. Well, they are. But in the last year, I've actually been having some income now, so yeah. now I'm uh, able to actually provide for myself, yeah, yeah, uh, which yeah. is a huge blessing. And so now it's like I'm actually wearing stuff, and people are like, oh, that's that's a cool outfit. And I'm like, no, thanks. Yeah. It's very, um, granola patchouli. Yeah. You know, sort of, <laughs> I think there's something organic about, clothing. I think people go through different phases. You, you meet some people who like, they always dress kind of crazy. I think mainly women, but also men too. Um, really not flowery. As, not as much men, not as much men as, no. as, but I think it's because we have so many, um, messages around ma- masculinity and what masculinity sure, is sure. and it's so threatening to sort of the established order yeah. of what masculinity is supposed sure, to be sure. but I'm very much about dismantling that masculinity really? You want to dismantle my masculinity? Well, well, no, no, why is that? Brick like, by like brick. Uh, like well, I'm, I'm all about dismantling toxic masculinity, which ironically is not masculinity at all. It's just people, straight up toxic. Yeah, it's yeah. just people, people being, being a-holes, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, but, you, you, know, ta- you talked a little bit about this on 
your podcast. Yes. Didn't you? yes. <laughs> we uh, should I, plug I, that. I my podcast is called Fortuitous Bites. Yeah. Uh, if you can figure out slap how, the logo up. Yeah. It's there. If you can figure out. Doesn't send us. It's just like a missing file. Four oh four page. To be continued. No, it's um, it's fortuitous if you can figure out how to spell fortuitous. You um, want a prize if you uh, figure yeah. it out, I think. Uh, yeah, that's fine. But bites is spelled B Y T E S, and it's funny because he, your dad gave me a hard time about that name. He's like, oh, nobody can. I think but, he gives us a hard time about everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah pretty much. But if you if you type in fortuitous bites in Google, yeah. Uh, it is the first, second, third, fourth. That's awesome. Hit. Did you do oh, anything wow. with SEO or no? Wow. You no. didn't. You didn't. That's you really cool. A Google yeah. Analytics account. No. Nothing no, like that. Nothing. That's nothing. just. But um, crazy I, I post on Anchor, and so it goes out to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, yeah. everything. Yeah. Um. So um, we use uh, RSS.com. I think. Yeah. Well, yeah. Th- those you can take the RSS feed and then yeah, post plug it in it together. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, going back to the masculinity thing. Yeah. Um, I think because I came from a house full of women. Because um, you have three, three sisters. sisters. Yeah. And and you're um, the youngest. And I'm the youngest. Yeah. And I basically realized, you know, like at a young age, that I was different. And that difference was threatening to many people. Um, that different in what way? A lot that, of ways. That probably, difference right? was threatening to many people. When a man walks into a room, it is very different than and when a woman, woman walks into true. a room. And for me, that threat, that um, that that difference, was something that for me I wanted to understand. Um, and so a part of me finding ownership in masculinity is the things that, um, people find greater value in than just the typical masculine things. You know, like a man is supposed to be strong. He's supposed to be smoke cigars, drink, whatever, whatever people might think of. I'm not necessarily talking about toxic because the toxic masculinity, which isn't masculinity at all. Um, I always say that that's a misnomer, um, because it's just kind of like, you know, okay, somebody stands up and yells and that's just toxic masculinity. It's like, well, it's somebody being a jerk, you know, like, um, so for me, it's kind of like why, you know, and, and then I went to college and I learned that, um, you know, I went to Goshen College, which is very progressive. Um, but one of the things that I learned is that as a white man, I am the oppressor. Um, what year was that? According to. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, 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 that, like, was this like something that like, or sorry. Yeah. First, first ask. Which well, you got to give me lots of time to get through all of it. Yeah. Because there's what I was presented with. And then there was the takeaway for me. Right. And what I was presented with was not what I took away. Um, but I found out that I was the oppressor. I was the, 
just by the nature, it's it's identity politics. It's the worst of identity politics. Yeah. It's and, racism. Really. Uh, I mean, like, or whatever it is you want. Well, hang on. Let, let me let me get through it. Oh, yeah. oh, and then I'll tell you my takeaways, and okay. and and then we can discuss. Um, so uh, for me, um, identity politics, um, that whole thing, it was kind of like. The best way to put it is this. Have you guys ever heard the phrase, a real man? Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. A real man takes care of his woman. A real man does. Well, here's the thing. What if, what if you hear something like that and you're like, oh, I don't, I don't do those things. Mm. So am I not a real man? Mm. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So, yeah, so, it, so it, it depends because well, sometimes no, no. people mix stuff, right? Well, that's sometimes the thing people mix some true things with some things that are false. Okay. Right, so, right. what we're trying to extrapolate here yeah. is there's a struggle to extrapolate. Let's let's distill out the real truth of this issue. Yeah, let's go. Uh, and the <laughs> and the real issue is we've progd- programmed into masculinity. Um certain things, uh, hardwired dysfunctions of the patriarchy, which is really, which is really, we were talking about systems before and how systems are really broken, are really broken and relational aspects when they're more personal, when they're more, and that was the whole thing. The patriarchy is really the system of humanity that has been used to oppress and control and whatever. Well, the, yeah, and the patriarchy is in like, are you referring to just like throughout history, like, or like specific to a context or what? I am talking about, when you talk about the patriarchy. Well, can I, can I interject something? Go ahead. So there's something that <clears throat> I would qualify as like natural order, which is basically but they're kind of like you said how a jerk is a jerk, right? Regardless of who they are, or what you know, what what they are, doesn't matter gender, doesn't matter anything. Bad things exist among sure. everywhere. Sure. Yeah. You know, history is full of terrible things that have happened. However, that being said, okay, there is what I would um, a natural order, which is meant to be the husband meant and the wife meant meant yes like. Designed. Designed. A design. A design. A design. Uh, intended. So meant yeah. is, is speaking towards intention. And we're speaking towards intention. You're speaking towards intendor. Somebody who is intending. What do you mean? <clears throat> well, like, 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 we're like, talking about saying, the one who made the design? Uh, right. Is that what you're saying? Right, exactly. Yeah. So the, the argument that I would take... Well, not, or not argument, or the, I would say discussion point. Sure. Um, would be when it comes to the patriarchy, because in a certain sense, you're talking about natural order. Yeah. Um, I guess I kind of question natural order because when we think of natural order, we're thinking like organic good for you you know like <laughs> like right non-gmo but, but i would argue also murder is natural 
Well, it's something that well, happens, but it's, it's not. Happens, but maybe but it's, it's not natural. It's not good. So, though, so right? maybe right. let's let's. But, but so what we, we're, we're hang on. Okay. Well, what we're what we're talking about though is talking about this fine point of saying is something that's natural necessarily good. If something is not good, like murder, right? Um, is it is it an unnatural state? And is does natural necessarily denote something good? So. The way I see it is things like reality. I see things in terms of like truth versus untruth, um, which sounds very abstract. It's probably the most abstract thing someone said yet this session. But so like, Ben, you talk about natural order and you talk about like, we're talking about like patriarchy and like these big things just to be tangible for a sec. So when I think of like natural order, Ben, my first thought is, oh, like God's creation and how he intended it. And that's, that's based in my faith and my beliefs. And some could say, oh, like, like you said, like, yeah, like murder, that's natural. Like a buffalo will murder a man for being on his territory or a man will murder a man. Yeah. Right. That's a great example. Well, that is correct. It's natural. It's occurring in the natural, but reality as God made it was good. Right. Originally. Originally, there was no sin. No sin meant that everything was good and nothing evil happened. But when sin entered in with original sin, with Adam and Eve's fall, right? Then you see the entering of evil. And with evil comes all the negatives, all the... Murder. Right, and murder. That's a great example. Why do we lock people up for murder? Well, okay, so I feel like we're kind of bunny trailing. We are a little because bit. Because we're going from this concept to this concept right, to this concept. Right, because yeah. what we're struggling with... So let's I bring it back. Like, let's bring it back to what you were talking about. Right, yeah. what I feel like we're struggling with is a common definition. And common definitions will often take you back to the very root of where we get definitions, where, where we're getting definitions. So let me go back to the patriarchy. Um, Bring it back to the patriarchy. Uh, because that's that's the easier way for me to... Uh, is everything yeah, you're good? good? I'm okay. just making sure that Your we're camera, good for I think, needs to restart. It's about 15-minute mark. Yeah. You have to restart every 15 minutes? Just the recording. It's, we're going to get a camcorder for season two. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Season two upgrade. Do you, do you, do you, have, to, do you have to clap again? No. Okay. Oh, Lip sync. Um, yeah. <laughs> do you want to um, see a camcorder on Patreon? So... <laughs> When we speak about, when I speak about patriarchy, I'm actually talking about something that is not just natural because patriarchy is systemic. It is a systemic social construct that is impersonal. It um, takes takes selfishly for itself slaves, um, uh, and that includes women. Um, it, but that, those, it, that's just humans. That's no, not just that's, patriarchy, that's, that's, right? That's humans, but it's yes. I'm saying that a part of the human nature, um, in now in in our in our current reality that we're talking about, because mm. you were talking about you know the fall of mankind from yeah. from this perfect state to this imperfect state. Um, the, it, you know the the. The spiritual equivalent to it would be religion, what we've come to understand is religion, you know, religious mindsets as opposed to relational mindsets. And 
the patriarchy is simply a religious mindset when it comes to um, communal things. It is it is saying that basically because specifically because someone is a man that he can um, he can dominate with impunity without without any checks or balance and the truth is according to uh the what the patriarchy or, or go ahead what? G- give it to us yeah well i, I just want to i just want to just because i want to clarify sometimes i think kind of like you said yeah, yeah. definitions well, yeah we're talking about the difference between their definition and my exactly because right, right, well, yeah, sometimes and, things can start to almost take on new meaning a new right, nature right, right, you right. know what i mean so, so go for it so yeah the yeah. definition uh patriarchy a social system in which the father is the head of the family a family, community, or society based on the system or governed by men. Dominance of a society by men or the values that uphold such dominance. So father, head of the family, and just society kind of governed primarily by men. So I, I think, think I, those first... I don't think I would, I would say those two things because... Whether it's a man or not, it is, it is to me, when I talk about patriarchy, I'm talking about dominance. So it's um, not necessarily about men per se. It's just about where some dominate many. Well, it ends up being, because I, I am a man, you know, like mm-hmm. I, I, I don't, I, it's, it is the sense of taking myself and saying, do I need to be dominant? to be a man I'd say yes and no <laughs> yes and no because there how are is certain, that, no, how is that there are certain situations where you have to be dominant like war you think but, you're going to win a war but then you'd ask the same thing for a woman well, does, a woman, for uh, does a woman have to be submissive to be a woman or dominant yes to and be no. submissive yes oh, and no. but that's the, that's the yeah. whole point of what I'm saying sure. is that there's nuance is that there's, it's not, and when it becomes a systemic thing, mm-hmm. it, it okay. loses yeah. all of so that. So I would subtlety. say a good example of a negative side of patriarchy, I would say would be like Islam, right? Because in Islam, they force the women to wear head coverings. And if you talk about dominating, there you know, domineering. Are, there are, I would, see the thing is. I'm hesitant because I've known Muslim people and I've known very, very kind, very right. um, giving. Not to say that they're Muslim. not kind or giving, but it is. No, no, but I'm saying, but I'm saying to me mm-hmm. in the same way that I don't want to write off all men because actually I've experienced having that happen to me. I don't want to write off Muslims that are very generous to their partners, you know, and, and, and you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. but as a part of that culture, that type of culture, yes, that's absolutely that patriarchy. I feel like is toxic, whether it's right. And to be fair, we can find examples littered throughout every kind of culture. Right? It's not limited right. to an right. exclusive culture. Right. Like, right. however, some cultures do lend themselves there are, more. There are, there are some, you know, which, which is more, and you'd find that more in. Um, Probably Latin American cultures. Probably. There's a, a lot more machismo, and, it, and uh, you know, um, anytime you find, I feel like, 
And I, so I, and it's funny because I really, I really hate cultural war kind of stuff, but it's, it so speaks to identity and how we shape our identity and how we deconstruct where our identity came from. Like as, as guys, you had an example of a father who was artistic and in that sense um, had some sensitivities that for me growing up, I did not have a father who was artistic. However, <laughs> my father, you, you guys know, yeah, my dad, um, you know, he's not just a typical man. He's a sensitive man. He's sensitive and he's, he's caring. And many people would say that's not masculine. My question is, he's not why? your stereotypical man, right, maybe, right? Right, and that's and that's the thing. The stereotype it's, doesn't speak to the subtleties of a real person. Yes, yeah. and that's exactly what I'm saying. It's the systemic thing, and so to me, when I think of patriarchy, I think of your third definition. There, I don't think of those first two right. as necessarily patriarchal. It's a caricature a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. it really I is. What you it mean. really is. So to me, I'm identifying. The system, right. the same way that I do when I'm talking about religion. Mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily saying that anyone that holds any spiritual beliefs is bad or toxic. It's right. kind of like there are these systems, these overreaching okay. systems. And, and for me, and Gabe, you it looks like you want to say something. Well, I mean, I'm kind of thinking, and I'm just kind of chewing on what you're oh, saying. Oh, use the mic. I'm kind of <laughs> <chewing>. <laughs> you talk, no. Ice cream cone. Yeah. I'm, kind of, I'm, I'm just kind of chewing on what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, because like I'm, I'm. I'm sort of following what you're saying. I'm I'm kind of struggling to see where we're going with the like overall like what what you're saying. The point. The point, yeah. And I think can maybe uh, tell me if I'm wrong, but you're just you you're saying I reject the caricature of what maybe society has made out masculinity to be, right? I will say this. I'm not yes. A yes. And more than that, I think this country is in a bit of an identity crisis. And especially, <laughs> That's an understatement. <laughs> especially when it comes to male and female, we're beginning to ask these questions of like, wait a second, don't limit me. Don't box me in. I want you to see me. I want you to see me for more than my gender, more than... I, I, because the truth is, yeah, okay, I was born male, but I'm more than that. Aren't you? Aren't you? The thing is, yes and no. I'll steal, I'll steal Ben's response. I like that. I like that. It's not a cop It's not. It's not because here's the thing. Physically and spiritually, you are only a man. You are not a woman, right? Sorry, it's going to trigger some people, but you're only, but here's the thing. People think that limits them. Does it? Do we actually have a full grasp of... Oh, a man, saying you're a man does that limit you? It's it's physically actually, yes, but so the point is that we are, it, that doesn't really matter though. Well, it, not not that it doesn't matter, but that it's not meant there to be a negative. Like people can look at the negatives of the situation all day and say, "Oh, I'm a man. I wish I was a woman. Then I would have someone who would just do the work for me." You know, if they're in that kind of culture, or they could say, "I wish I was a man. Then I could like have a, a position of authority in like whether it's in the workplace more or wherever they see it." But the thing is, like, 
there are plenty of examples of people who do things that are just extraordinary. And them being a man, regardless or, of right, regardless, the and then being a man or woman is just yeah. a, it's just one See, facet of I, the, this is of and them. this is essentially my point. For me, when I've heard these these things of oh, men do this, women do this, it's a part of boxing people in. It's a part of making them smaller and generalizing them. Hang on, sometimes hang on, let me let me, let me, let me continue. Sometimes. I've also heard. You know, a real man, blankety this, blankety that. It's kind of like, again, another way of boxing someone in. Someone says, you know, I'm more than just my gender. I'm more than just just right. that. And um, actually, I wanted to... I, it's funny because I was thinking about... Because the conversation around gender... I feel like culturally... Culture war wise, like I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't hate culture wars more because I feel like it distracts from the real conversations that we need to have. A hundred percent. And and you guys that, explain like what you mean by culture war, like the it's like politics of, your rhetoric, of yeah. culture. Narrative. Yeah, it's politics of culture. It, it's the culture pol- politics of I, culture. Well, because what about things like, um, like someone who puts out like a movie. You know, that has like a clear message for people. So is that part of the culture war or is that informing? What I would say is this is the real conversations that we need to start having um, come from real people face to face, face to face, who maybe have different perspectives and Mm -hmm. um, and I will say that, you know, like if you've never sat down with someone who's transgender, who's transitioned or whatever, and heard out kind of their, where they're coming from, I'm not saying that it, a person gives more or less credence to whatever their argument might be. But I think it's important that we remember that there's a person who's, Who's, you know, like in whatever situation someone might be, um, who's struggling to, to grab a hold of certain concepts behind these big, huge cultural ideas. We're all, I feel like the, the similarity of us all is all, we all are searching for our own identity. Is yours done, Ben? Um, so, so we're all, we're all, we're all grappling for our own identity. And so, and, and can I yeah, go say for something it. real quick? Um, you're right. You're right. Um, it is, I think really important though, to understand that kind of going back to when we talk about, um, natural order, natural order. Like there is a, like as a, as a Christian, you know, as a born again believer, there is a fundamental shift that happens where we go from seeing everything as being equally weighted to seeing that everything is a, we see a, a distinction, a separation between who you are 
and the things that start to try to grab hold of you. Kind of like um, a tree. Okay, so if you're a tree, if I'm a tree, sin comes in. Well, okay, I see where you're going. Yeah. It's it's, it's like a disease. uh, So, you know. But here's what I will say. So I've heard that sort of um, kind of uh, statement. Yes. um, Yes. Sort of the ideas that are encapsulated in those statements. And I will say those things, um, I understand what you're saying, but I will say that that, this is the... This is the struggle inside of this systemic format. Um, is that those some of those arguments, some of those distinctions, like, n- natural order type of thing? It's kind of like, well, I mean, how could you justify like slavery? I mean, if you're a Christian couldn't right unless unless for some reason you had a whole huge system of people telling you that it was these people's natural state to be submissive and to be and and so it's kind of like the danger is the conclusion that we come to of what that natural order is it's kind of like i i hear what you're saying 100 percent. because what you're saying is you don't want something that's purely dictated by people, right? Right. Well, I mean, you have you have to find because then it's just majority rule, right? right? Yeah, yeah, you don't want mix, right? Yeah, that. right. Yeah. And and so and then you look at like it becomes a, a a a thing of like oh it's whoever thinks they're the most right you know whoever essentially you know and there's the history is rife with people who were convinced how right they were, you know, Hitler and yet, thought he was right. And right. Yeah. Right. You know? And so I guess my, my whole thought is Stalin. the, the thing that takes right. us out of that, <laughs> the thing that takes us out of the system is the relationship is the sitting down with aunts and uncles who are much more conservative sure. than I am and, yeah. and understanding them, having totally. them understand me. So, so here's a question for you. Okay. I don't want a straw man. I don't, I'm so I'm not going okay, to, okay. I'm not going to straw awesome. man, but I will ask you, he will. <laughs> no, but I will ask you, where do you draw the line? I'm still, I'm still is there wondering a line to is, be drawn. I'm st- okay. So, um, so, so think about I, that. I will, I and I'll give an example. Okay. And so, so I'm asking what, what I want to ask is yeah. you say, where do you draw the line? Draw the line for what? Like, yes, there's some systems that are oppressive and bad, but what are they? What, what are they? You know, like. I want. I'm kind of a concrete thinker. I can go like abstract sometimes, but I, I need something to rein it back. Sometimes. I've I've actually got the perfect thing here. Okay, go for yeah, it. Yeah, give me some like, like give me some tangible examples of what. So years ago, I lived in San Diego and I was working at promoting uh, San Diego County as a film destination because guess what? Nobody goes to San Diego to film. You'd be surprised. It's Southern California, right? Mm. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? It's Southern <laughs> yeah, California. Yeah, yeah. Why, why wouldn't you come? Everybody drives up to L.A. People, And I was trying to do it so that people could work and live in, in San Diego County and work in the film industry. So I was trying to find all these facts about San Diego, right? Mm. And one of the things that uh, L.A. County had had 
put up on their website was that they had this much, you know, miles of coastline. And I was kind of like, oh, okay. So I called around to basically scientists. Um, I called, I looked around uh, on online and found different organizations. And I found a, an organization that I called this scientist and I'm talking to him. And I'm like, how long is the shoreline of San Diego County? Now, Gabe. Yes, sir. Tell me what you know about shorelines. What do you mean? Like shorelines of in in the, geography? You can't measure them. Okay. Okay. You can't so measure here's them. The, here's the interesting thing. We have a system, right? It's rough. We have, we have a mile. We have a foot. We have we have all sorts of centimeter. We can measure down. What do you mean you can't measure them? Because the ocean goes up and okay, down. Okay, so here's the thing. If you measure a coastline by the mile... Um, then it's one length. But guess what? It kind of goes in like this and comes back out. So then you break it into smaller. So, okay, let's, you know, do that. It's a little bit longer. It's a fractal. Than, than a yeah. mile. And right. the, the, the smaller you measure with, the longer the coastline gets. Well, there's an infinite number of points between two points. That's a mathematical truth. So, of course, it will get longer. Okay. Yeah. So here's the way that I look at this. Jesus Christ said, you search the scripture because you believe that in them you have life, but they are those that speak of me. And I feel like sometimes people are looking for philosophical truths, like they are trying to measure the shoreline. And someone says, I got this length. No, it's this length. No, it's that. No, it's this. No, it's that. When really, what we set out to do was surf some waves. Okay. That, that, that's a nice like picture you're painting. All like, right. I don't well, like surfing. Uh, wait, well, <laughs> but, okay, okay, okay. but I can get down but, with okay, some beach sure. But Okay, so follow me so, here. Yeah, yeah follow I'm me. tracking. So, the truth is... I believe that relationship is like a surfer that goes out, that learns the waves. This, by the way, right here, this wave movement, this, this is everything. This is light. This is sound. This is atoms. This is everything. Math. It's math, too. It's, it is math. Sign it is wave. everything. And so you ask me... Where's the line? And I feel like trying to do that is like trying to measure a coastline. When really, we're missing the joy and the fun of surfing the wave. Because let me tell you something. There are some cool people out there. Really cool people. Just like you and me. Who are searching for their identity. And they're sitting on these waves and they, and they choose them poorly. Sometimes they choose them really poorly. Well, and maybe you choose them way better. Well, and I think it's important to also like take into context what you said, like you can't just search the scriptures and think you're going to find life solely in those. Right. He said, they tell of me. Well, I mean, the correct question you have to ask yourself, like, I'm fascinated by quantum mechanics. Yeah. I'm, I'm fascinated by um, these ideas of like a singularity inside of a black hole, an infinitely small point that is literally. Also, I, at the same time, an expanse 
right. infinite. Infinite, yeah. right. So we're, we don't quite comprehend that. But in the same way, I believe that our search for truth in culture, in, in spirituality, religion, whatever, you know, like, I believe that our search for truth is our search for that ultimate truth, which is God. Oh, which well, is, which well, is, and, and Jesus said, mm-hmm. he also said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Yeah. And, right. it, and he is the, it's, it's really cool that it's even called the cross because he is literally the intersection. The bullseye. The intersection right. of everything. Right. God everything. God Man, even time. Time is based around <laughs> you know, yeah. space. He, he created everything. That's based. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, based like, so. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, I, so I guess for me, like, there's a lot of. I'm not down with the political stuff. I yeah. don't. I, I, I've heard this it side and that side. It's just. That's yeah. just it's divisive. It's, it's helpful for. Like, you can inform yourself so that. Like you can listen to the news every now and then, listen to like podcasts, but that is not the that's not the solution. Isn't to say, oh, I have all the knowledge. Go ne- swimming right. in the sea of information. Because there's never enough. Because yeah, yeah. there's never you're never yeah. gonna know everything and know enough. You you the point is to the like like someone who's like working out right. You need a guide. Right. You need it. Well, you need a guide. Like the the point is to just be wise so wisdom here's what i learned as a youngster i learned i mean youngster i say i was in my 20s um and i learned that what i thought i knew was my biggest downfall um and that what i didn't realize that i didn't know um was my biggest blind spot. And so what I started to do, and I'm not saying that I live, I did not live my life in a great way. I, you know, like I had all, all sorts of issues and mistakes, but sure. one we of all the, th- have, have made yeah, mistakes. right. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that I did was I started to realize that, if I started to surround myself with people that don't necessarily echo everything that I think, um, that I would become a better listener. I would become more compassionate that I would become like more understanding more. And there's a sense in which there's a lot of people that are like, Oh, I'm afraid that, you know, I'm going to go out there and expose myself to other people who think differently than I do. And they're going to infect me somehow. Well, they will in some ways to say, like, I'm going to go out in the midst. I think of like being on a pirate ship, like, it, like by this sort of in the same way. Like if I said, I'm going to go on a pirate ship to see if I'm really a gentleman. And you, if you go on that pirate ship thinking that that's not going to rub off on you in some way, I think. That's a little foolhardy, I think, a little bit. Well, what do you guys think? I think that, it, that there's. I'm, I categorize. So the way I categorize is I say, who are people that I would model myself after? And who are people that I may just hang out with and be okay hanging out with? Sure. Right? Because and there are even people who I admire, but I have a tough time being around them because so. they're not someone necessarily as relaxed around. You know, like there are people like 
I think, yes, you can hang out with people who you don't agree with things that they say. You can totally do that. That's just, that's just life. Life so, is t- people being different in that regard. But I think there's a line of where there are truths and there are, are there are fundamentals that, that will inevitably that, that clash. Tie t- well, no, not though that clash for some, but for others that tie together. And those, I think, are the people where you actually you share that common footing, and therefore you follow them in a sense, and they follow you. Like I wouldn't follow someone who is against God, right? I wouldn't want to follow after them. I might be able to talk to them. I might be able to be kind to them and even be a friend. But I wouldn't say I want to. I want to model myself after them, right? What were you gonna say? I guess I understand what you're saying. Um, that seems to be how most people think. I don't want to be around. You know, like they, they like sticks with like. You know, um, uh, the uh, pick any per people group, and, and you say, well, they kind of stick to their own. Sure. You know, um, the Chinese people want to be in Chinatown, you know, like they, right? you know, it's they like, want to be in Chinatown. Uh, you know, and they, they, they do, yeah, right? you know, and it's yeah. kind of like, I guess I kind of say, what, what is my model supposed to be when it comes to relating to the rest of the world? Yeah. You know, um, and, and what did that model, did they, did that did did my mom to me? It, yeah. it it's Jesus. Yeah, well, that, that and, that's a great model to have. And to say, you know, he he just sat in the temple and read all of the scriptures and philosophized with all the Pharisees, and that's because that's the people. He, no, well, right. he did both. Right? So that's the thing. He, he, well, can did I, he? Yeah, he did. Go ahead. Go ahead. Like even amongst his own disciples. There were moments where he would draw away with, I think it was Peter and John, right? Yeah. Um, so he, 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 like, he even had, he spent time with among the crowd. He spent time with his innermost disciples. He spent time just with God. Like it was, mm. it was layers, a mixture of all of layers these. of intimacy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I see that. Yeah. Uh, I guess for me, yeah, I, 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 I get that as well. Because I, I also think like if I constantly surrounded myself with people that I don't think like that would be exhausting. Like, cause I'm constantly, um, defending. No, I'm not, you're not defending. You're hard. No, because think about like this when, when, like, think of it like outfits, Ben, Ben, you, you summarize this in a great way. You're like, Gabe, when you're around certain people, you, you, you're not putting on a facade, but you're putting on a, a part of yourself. Like Gabe, like if I was a host for a group of people, I'm acting differently than if I'm just with my family, right? Is that wrong? Or is that just me being a host, right? If you're being someone who's in a crowd to people in a crowd, you're being an acquaintance. That's a facet of you, you know? You're still you. To me, my my heart is not to go and represent my interests, to understand right my heart is to go to understand to love and like a sniper wait for my opportunity to place truth if i am to shoot someone (laughs) well i mean it's like it's like i want to place truth right there 
And yeah. I, some of the some of the most powerful people have spoken into my life have been therapists who sit there like session after session going, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard. Mm-hmm. I understand. And then and then after like the sixth session of saying nothing, they're like, could it be that maybe like is it is listening potentially buying influence into those people's lives? That's the thing, is it's their job. You go people who go to a therapist want someone who will listen. No, but what I'm right? saying is is more like if I'm going and hanging out with someone who I ideologically disagree with. Right. And I hear out what they're struggling with and what they're if I listen to them, if I if I hear them, they begin to place value in the relationship. And they say, I I really appreciate this person's listening to me. Yeah. And then that in turn gives you the opportunity, not in a manipulative way, but the the opportunity to be able to speak into something. And and the thing is, is like self is always worried about self. What am I going to say? You know, but when you're selfless, you're, you're concerned about what someone else is going through. That being said, the only thing to be aware of is sometimes you can almost like a little rope that you throw on someone, you can want to influence someone and actually the desire to influence someone is misplaced because it's actually... Is it an extension of the ego? Exactly. Is Is it, there's something about it that is not quite right. Right. You know, so... Yeah, so true. So what is the difference yeah. between wanting to love and share truth with someone or at least how you how you're how you're finding that truth and manipulating them? I think the best example to look at is Jesus. Um because he the way he communicated with people, he was never try it never seemed like he was trying to like buy people's attention and like favor. He said very things that were divisive. Lots of times he was saying truth, but he was saying things that were hard to hear because he was telling people things that they knew was wrong. Like people. And and there's even one example that's actually pretty, it can be easy to misunderstand where, um, I think it was a Samaritan woman approaches them and asks for healing I think it was for one of her kids. Um, And at first, Jesus, uh, he basically like said, he he basically referred to her like in an indirect way as... He, I, I want to go to the verse, like because... Well, anyway, the, but the, but but he, the point of what you're so saying... So the point is, of what I'm saying yeah. is that like... He would do things to call out the evil, but he did it in a way where he wasn't trying to get people to agree with him. He was just putting it out there. It was and he said, direct. those who have ears, let them hear. You know? So I go back to my experience with Todd White. Um, when I met the guy, he didn't try to change me. He didn't try to, there was no way in which, like, I basically, within 
15 minutes, you know, cause he just kind of got off stage. It was just done preaching. And I'm like, dude, like I'm like your God and whatever you can have your bullshit. You know, I'm not interested, you know, like, and he's like, mm, okay, you know, I'm just here to be your friend, man. Love you. You know, like, let me take you out to eat. And I'm like, all right, that didn't scare him off. So let me just confess every sin that I've ever, ever like the darkest. Right. And he's like, so he's like, do you think that God loves you any less? And I was like, well, God is love. I mean, he, no. And he's like, well, God doesn't love you any less. Why should I? And I'm like, it was not an option for him to love me or not. But where he placed truth was not on this side of love. If you accept my truth, then I can love you. It was, I will love you. Yeah. And if you receive that love, then you will want to hear my truth. Well, which, is tr- which is true. I mean, like, even Jesus, like... He literally died for people who... You know, it's like, I forget where it says, it's like, a man might die for someone who's good, maybe. Right. right? Yeah. Um, but he will not... But literally, he died for us while we were still far off yeah that's the thing i'm i'm totally with you guys can i just say yeah this got really freaking heavy really fast <laughs> yeah. i was like <sighs> i love it i love it i'm like i'm like i'm like a woman's goldfish not, like yeah. under the sea yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, i mean one of the things that i find yeah. is like when you're podcasting you know like you usually get to core ideas like your shared values you know pretty quickly especially when you're trying to define things you have to build from a foundation everything traces you know, like, back yeah yeah, yeah, yeah totally yeah. so to me and to me it's a little bit more complicated you guys are sort of talking and I can sort of use this framework yeah. but I've come to your skate park you know like yeah. I'm sort of like okay this is how you're you do it park yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know like you know like but, um, uh, I mean, <laughs> because I've had to... Playing with the big boys now. <laughs> yes, yes. Wait, what's that from? Uh, Prince of Egypt. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, that's funny. No, but... I love those characters. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I, just, I say that to say that there's a whole lot um, for me, kind of like this, this fabric, you know, yeah. like I've pulled out each thread... And I'm like, okay, I like this. Okay, I like this. Okay, I like this. Because there's so much that um, faith and belief are sort of woven together with religious constructs. And so many of those things have been so destructive and divisive for me. And so for me, it's kind of like, okay, I need to re reassemble this, you know. And, and so for me, I'm like with you guys but i'm also kind of like okay i would i would i would word those things differently but yeah essentially we're we're seeing things in in, in similar in very similar ways so um but i have to pee is yeah, there a way break. we can uh, take, a break? take a break, break. Uh, next break time, time next time we're coming back to this we're gonna come back to um 
maybe some lighter conversation. I have lots yes. of lots of current event things. Um, uh, uh, Cupcakes. Uh, submar- submarine the new films, Barbie movie. Uh, the new Barbie and Oppenheimer and the, the compare and contrasting the two. Yes. Okay, wow. That's, there's, You've got very, this all figured yeah, out. They're very similar. I came with like 20 different ideas. He's got so. an itinerary, guys. <laughs> very cool. You should like smash cut to the Breaking Bad intro. Heisenberg. I like edit in like a. Sexy. Heisenberg. Welcome back to the BGH. BGH. You know, coming together in these squares. We're back. We're back. G. Alright. Very cool. That's actually clever. That should be one of our intros. Okay, that's not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, what? Nonviolent. Nonviolent communication. communication. Yes, oh. yes. Oh, the, the concept behind nonviolent communication is there are certain ways in speaking in which are adversarial okay. and um, purely confrontational in not a constructive way. Not relational, uh, adversarial, yeah, in a adversarial. Way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, some people see them as debates where they're like in like a, they're in a cognitive. Like battle. I have to prove you wrong, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And the idea behind nonviolent communication is um, generous assumptions. Uh, the concept behind generous assumptions. Are you guys familiar with generous assumptions? Assuming the best. Yeah. So, um, it is basically. A relational construct in which when you look at someone, you're saying, you know what, I'm not going to put my judgments um, before what this person has to say, because maybe what they might have to say might be, because if I think you're an a-hole, right. you know, you write uh, off then, basically. Uh, immediately anything you say right. is a confirmation of Oh yeah, preconception. You know, yeah, 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 exactly. It's yeah. just confirmation bias. So, um, yeah, that's essentially my understanding of nonviolent communication. So, yeah, well, it kind of goes back to, and you were going to say something. I was just going to say, yeah, and I think like debates have their place. You know, like on a on a platform where like that on is a stage, right? Maybe. Exactly. Yeah. When there's like a moderator and like people are expecting that, but like if it's just an interpersonal interaction with someone that you know at like a coffee shop. Yeah. It's a little different. Well, and it goes back to um, actually episode one (laughs) where we talked about the art of conversation, how people have lost it. Yeah. And um, I think a term that you're familiar with um, that I think we've said before is like Socratic dialogue, right? You know, and which sounds very high. uh, Posing a question for the sake of generating conversation. Not necessarily for the sake of finding an answer. Um, and I feel like the need for definitive certainty um, is actually an affectation of our insecurities because being uncertain, coming to a place of saying, I'm not sure, is an uncomfortable place. And a lot of the time people avoid discomfort by by you know, clinging to giving a, a, a certainty. Yeah. And, and I think we, <laughs> we need to be certain of the things that sh- we should be certain of. And then the uncertainty we need to be okay with. Maybe. Right. Yeah. Well, 
Oh, well, maybe that's your need. I don't need to be certain. I it's it's like it's like for me when someone asks me about my marriage, it's kind of like I know what my choice is going to be. But will it last forever? Well, I'd like for it to. But I I'm not responsible for mm. what my partner chooses, you know? Like I, I, Yeah, I guess the way I think about that though is like kind of like an how an athlete trains their body. Like some people um muscle train and they end up injuring themselves. And see you game. But um they end up injuring themselves because they don't train their body in a way to support itself. And they Mm. need to rely on that to be dynamic, to be athletic, to be. So so that's how I think about it. I think for me, I I can find certainty uh, under the guise of guiding principles, things that are principles. But within those principles, a lot of the time, there's a lot of wiggle room there's some room for um, yeah there, there, there's because sometimes I, yeah I, I feel like things exist it's funny because i was on the way over here this concept of binaries versus spectrums um i believe that things exist in a spectrum and a lot of people want to go towards binary this or that is this black or is this white you know um and i guess the thing that i find difficult within binaries is that they end up oversimplifying um certain things that um are are just not that simple Does that make sense i th- yeah and, and yeah and i think part of it is like the I'm not going to over elaborate here to try to make myself sound smart. Basically, yes. Like I think people like to go to extremities and I honestly like, I'm naturally pretty binary, but I like when people can tell me like hard answers to things. I, I do like certainty. I'm one of those people. Um, but the thing is, is like, I think kind of what you said, Ben, like the certainty that matters is what we latch onto. And I, I agree with that. But like, I think there are always going to be wiggle room for things, but I think the thing is there are things, there are certain truths I think that are immutable. There, there are truths like do not murder, right? For example, but what if you're defending yourself from an attacker or what if you're doing that? Is that murder? You know, like that's a great example of one that's not set. Okay. So here's an example. What is gray? Well, I think a better way to have this conversation is to talk about computers. Computers what? Op- <laughs> operate on a binary system. Something is either, it's a switch. It's either on or yeah, off. Yeah, off. Right? So when you go to your computer keyboard and type K... Is it a zero or is it a one? It's a zero, 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 one, 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 zero, zero, one. <laughs> exactly. See, so the point is, to me, the beauty is not in binary. This or that. Those things exist. They do. But the beauty is in the subtlety between the two. Hmm. If you think about going into a room, you go into a room, you switch on a light. Right? Now, if you can, if you have the means to do so, Adjust it. Dim the lights. Yeah. 
Now all of a sudden you have mood lighting and that magic <laughs> place, that, that magic space that you've just created exists with between this off and on sure. setting. But, but in relation to... Yeah, See, that, that's my question. The, here's is the thing. Make let, it concrete. Let, let me go back to, to this because you guys are... There's this big principle, um, which is we know in part and we see in part. Okay. Um, then let's go to physics and talk about Heisenberg's uncertainty principle that you can What's know that? you can know the speed of a particle, but you can't know its location, or you, you can, can know, know its location, location but, but not the speed. speed. So it's kind of like just because we're uncertain about some things. Don't doesn't mean that we don't have some things that we, um, in a sense, hold to be true. Sure. Um, now, does that mean that we know? To me, yes and no. <laughs> exactly. Mm, yeah. So the the thing is, I feel like the tree of knowledge is um, this place of where we get our need to cling to certainty. To the self, okay. To our understanding, um, yeah. You, and you, you talk about the tree of knowledge. Um, are you just talking about knowledge in general, just knowing yeah. or not knowing? Well, so the knowledge of good and evil is uh, the tree but, of knowledge. But see, that's a thing. That's a translation we've heard and we have been given. But it's a much larger construct. Um, that knowledge. If we're talking about no, because so it was the tree of gnosis. Which, which, is, which is translated as the knowledge of good and evil. But if we're truly breaking gnosis, down... I wonder. If we're truly breaking down gnosis, it is the secretly, divinely imparted knowledge. Knowledge. <laughs> it's going to be on the screen. <laughs> we'll put it on the screen. The more you know. Nothing in um, yeah, So, th this whole concept concept of secretly divinely imparted um, is where you get some leaders standing and saying, I've been given this divinely imparted thing. It's been King, divinely imparted. King that in the medieval it's times. divinely yeah. imparted to me. So, you, therefore, you must all submit to... It is, it is a means of control. Now, in, in medicine, this knowledge that we use to help heal ourselves is also... A lot of medicine makes people sick. Mm, you know? So, so you have this weird relationship of every... It's, it's, a, it's a Pandora's box. It's a hydra, if you will. You chop off one head and two more appear. Well, it, to be fair, it also does help. Now... That being said, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things that go into that, right? I was going to say, like, yeah, like yeah. I am so glad that dentists are a thing in my day and age because, like, I can't imagine having a, like, tooth, tooth abscess like I did a hundred years ago, you know, when they either, I would have just had to rip it out. Absolutely. Or, like, I would be getting, like, basically I would just die slowly from extreme pain, right? So, here's the question, though. Have you ever had a root canal? Yes. It's actually amazingly like if, if the pain is bad enough, the root canal doesn't like yes. feel like anything. Right. So I've had four. Okay. And um, I'm grateful for them. Yeah. They have saved 
saved some teeth, but they're also the cause of some infections and weird things. And I have weird uh, high fever spikes, you know, like a couple times a year, once or twice a year. From root canals. Yeah. Basically infections. Essentially. Essentially. Um, And people talk about the fact of what a root canal does. It it helps to a certain degree, but it also can be a cause of some big underlying health issues. Mm -hmm. So the thing is, it's kind of like, well, is knowledge good or bad? Yes. You know, it is... It is both. It it comes it comes with its own. It's not of, an end in itself. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. Exactly. Which is why Gnosko, relational knowledge, relationship, is it's progressive relational knowledge. So like I'm getting to know Gabe. I'm getting to know Ben. And we learn each other. We we learn the the language that we share. The ideas that we can speak of. That we we grow in those things. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, go go ahead. Say it. You're right on the money. And a lot of people. Yeah. I'm going to take it back. Forgive me. Have a knowledge about God. But they don't have, and myself included. But they don't have a relationship. Interesting. But you have a relationship. Well, with, right, but, but just, just like what, how we do with people, we can grow in it or we cannot. And I guess it, to me, it comes back down to that sort of like experiential thing of like riding the waves of learning like, oh, hey, this wave's coming. Oh, oh, yeah. if you if you watch surfers, I don't know if you've ever been on a coast and you watch surfers, but you'll see how some of them will be like, OK, this one, this one's going to be a big one. They can tell. Some of them can tell and they, and they'll and they'll pick it. Some of them pick really bad. You know, like every time they pick the pick a wave and they they swim really hard and it's like <laughs> it's a tiny wave, you know. Yeah. But there's other other guys that are out there that are like they, seasoned guys. The seasoned guys yeah, that they yeah. know how to pick these things and they do it through experience. Uh, over and over. So to me, I guess I feel like when we're talking about we we started getting on this because of uh Patriarchy. Let's <laughs> say a real man fights a big wave. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, no, I, 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 it's it's this beautiful process of like we want humans go towards the simplest solution. We want simple solutions. We want certainty. We want every time it's going to be like this. But it's like, well, every time it is like that, except for when it's not. Which is this time and this time and this time, and it's kind of like a lot of time, yeah, yeah, almost and, all the time. <laughs> and then you and then you learn, oh, okay, so like no doctor will ever come to you and say you're 100 percent gonna die in two years, you know, like because of this. Well, they do, and then they're wrong, right? Yeah. Well, no, mm. most doctors, if they if they come to you and say you've got six months to live, they're like you've got six to months to live, and we're about 80 percent sure. They always give you, like, doctors... Well, even that number is kind of arbitrary, yeah. you know? Right, right, exactly. And it's kind of like, so they don't work in terms of certainty. They work in terms of of qualified potential, you know, and it's the same way in quantum mechanics. It's like everything is kind of uncertain, but we have certain general rules mm. that things seem to fall into. And... I guess I find that within life, 
I have, because I've looked for principles. What's a, what's a defining principle about this thing or that thing or whatever? Like, I want those things so that I can draw a conclusion and find my way through life easier. But I found, man... That's wisdom. It's, yeah. Well, right. Wisdom. I guess wisdom yeah. is, is the way of learning how to learn uh, the yeah. waves, you know? Like, how, read the waves. It's and applied knowledge. Right. Yeah. Right. Instead of... This sort of dry academic this or that, you know, like platitudes, binaries, you know, it's either this or that, you know, it's like I want I want something that is simple as a binary. Um, I think maybe binary may be the wrong way of thinking about it, though, because like for some things. So like you could say like, oh, God is all powerful. Well, is he all powerful and all good? Like. People want to say, well, if this is true, then this can't be true, you know, and make a binary out of it. But sometimes like saying a statement doesn't have to imply a potential opposite situation. Well, and, and in that implication, the question is, if God is all powerful, you know, is he all controlling? Right. Does God, is God in control? And it's funny because I I read a, a great book by Paul Young, um, the guy who wrote The Shack, and um, it's called The Lies We Believe About God. That's great. Um, and he, one of the chapters is called God is Not in Control. Um, and it's not saying that God couldn't be in control. Or doesn't it's yes and no. It is the fact of how we think about the fact that, you know, every, we, uh, we apply everything to, oh, God did this, right. you know, um, you know, I have a. I have God's a, in control. Then why the school shooter right, murder thirty people? Right, right. Is God the one who destroyed all those kids? Basically, right, you know? right, right, exactly. Like, it's like, well, it's not that. It's not, it's not how it works. It's not right, exactly. Right, right, yeah, right. I feel like those are the things that religion misses. You know, it 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 sort of skips over because it wants these definitive. simple, definitive answers, and it's like, well. You're, you're right, but it, no, you know. <laughs> and some of that is because people are afraid to of what they're not sure of. It's uncomfortable. It's un- we don't like things yeah. that we're uncomfortable with. And so when I have an uncle that's dying, yeah. um, everybody wants to say he can be healed. And the truth is, I do believe that that's possible. Um, However, but I don't necessarily think that that's always God's plan. Exactly. Um, and I don't, I mean, because the truth is, let's be honest, this life is work. It is, it is, I mean, and we've got it good. We've got, look at us sitting here in our cooled air conditioned. great. You know, all this equipment. On the weekend. You know, uh, this life is really, you come into this world and you're kind of like, okay, my body hurts. My, you know, like living life is a job. It, it's, it's a full-time job for some yeah. people. And, yeah. and so to me, it's kind of like anytime I hear that someone has passed, I'm kind of like, Oh, good for them. You know, they're, 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 they don't have to, they don't have to be here anymore. Well, like, yeah. I was just thinking about the other day I was running and you guys have probably heard this before, but death is what contextualizes life to make it meaningful. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because I've 
just started enjoying myself in the last couple of years. Uh, you know, like I, I, you know, I, just for the first time in my life, bought a house. Yeah, married, congrats, you know, like, man. Yeah, congrats. So that's awesome. It's, it's just, and yeah. and it's like I am really walking and living in a level of enjoying myself like I never have before. But it's, um, yeah. yeah. But anyway, um, and that wouldn't have been possible before. Is that right? In a different time of your life. Is that true? I feel like there was, I had to find a lot of healing. I was really dysfunctional. I don't know if you guys remember. Gabe. Oh my goodness. I want to say 2013, 2012. No, it was 2012. What's that? You and me. Played poker? No. (laughs) We were at your dad's house. Oh, I think I remember this. And we went over to somebody else's, a friend's like birthday party and you and me went outside. Yep. Oh my good. And see, I didn't have any boundaries. I didn't. Yeah, I, I remember I now. So you took me outside. You're like, you're like 12. Gabe's like 12. I'm not 12. I was like 14. high school. You're like 14, 15. Two years older. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not like, much better. Okay, but tell the story. Tell, tell how you remember it. So the way I remember Dude, it. Dude, I'm really sorry for damaging you. but <laughs> It's I, okay. I totally got it. I had to try, traumatize. You know, you, you know, well, that thing. You know what happened that night? That night. Did you? you didn't no, know. you never found out. Okay, so so what happened was I think you took me out and you told me about uh, that you were. Go ahead. You were gay, right? Um, no. Is that I what think, you told me? I think I I, 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 I might have mentioned my attraction to men. Yeah. Um, I remember that. I remember that, and I remember, I think you said some other stuff, but that took my main attention. Like, oh, really? Because I was surprised. I was like, I was like, oh, wow, I did not realize that. That's crazy. And, it, like, it, it recontextualized, like, the fact that a family member could be gay, and I was like, oh, my gosh, family can, like, have problems like this? <laughs> <laughs> but I was, here's the thing, Lauren, I was still so naive. Yeah. So much I think of the well, look, of the hardship of life kind of, it, for better or worse, went over my head sometimes. Okay, so let me tell you what happened the rest of that night. Okay. Um, Time for more trauma. <laughs> uh, I'm surprised that you don't remember this. It's a repressed well, memory. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll ring a bell. No, <laughs> maybe it'll ring a bell. I, I said, I'm really depressed. I'm really down. I, I don't remember anything about the gay thing. Um, uh, but Maybe it's just like a side thing. I said, I'm really depressed and I am tired of living and I want to kill myself. And then you prayed for me. Oh, yeah. Now I remember. (laughs) He doesn't even remember. He's like, no, 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 no. I do. I do. Because I remember we were like, kind of like front to front, right? Like I was praying for, I had like my hand on your shoulder, right? And I like, I, I was kind of like freaking out inside because I didn't really know what I was doing. But I kind yeah. of like was like, I'm just going to go with what I know. This is what I know. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. let me tell you the rest of the I w- story. I, I was yeah. acutely uncomfortable though. Because I was like, I felt really so, alarmed. Um, I don't remember where you went. You went somewhere else. And I think I went to spend time with the rest of the family somewhere. And then I went back up to your dad's place. Uh, and he was living at that other house. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, around the lake. Um, this was near, I think, that one friend of his. I think. To... And um, 
I basically told your dad everything because, you know, most of the time when you want to kill yourself, you can't really tell people because they're going to like do something. And your dad was like, dude, just don't, don't leave. Don't, don't, don't go. Don't, you know, stay here. And I'm like, I have to go. I, I, I just want to, I just want to, I, I just, I was so, I was in such a dark place. Um, and so, um, basically I left your dad's house and in Elkhart, do you know where there used to be an Applebee's and then there was a Kmart over there? It's over by, um, Perkins or, um, Cracker Barrel. There's, there's basically a, a big, one of the big box stores that basically... Yeah, it's behind, a, it's a Kroger, I think. Behind, behind one of those is like, it's right along the, the, um, no. It's like a bridge, it's, right? There's a, yeah, there's a bridge right. and it goes over the toll road. So right along the toll road behind the store, there's like a parking lot. And I took a garden hose and taped it to my, um, exhaust pipe mm. And then I put it into the, to the window, right. um, and I got like, I got, I got like a bunch of sleeping pills and some booze and like a bunch of different things. And, um, and then I'm like drinking and I'm like running the car and I'm like gunning the thing so that it's filling the car with gas. And, um, And eventually a girlfriend is on the phone. I'm on the phone with my girlfriend at the time who, which was a terrible situation and really dysfunctional. And, um, she ended up telling someone where I was because I ended up telling her and she's like, you know, she, she told them where I was. It got to your dad and he was driving all over looking for me. And, um, the police came and the police officer first thing he did was he pulled the hose out of the thing and he's like he knocks on the window and I'm like oh gosh so I have to deal with this cop and then um I was kind of drunk and like cause I was I was in a really bad place and then um Doug and Lisa showed up and John showed up and um, the weird thing is I was like not looking at the cop. I was just sort of uh, smoking a cigarette or whatever. And he comes over and he's like, Hey, I've, I've got to take you. And you know, I was like, okay, you know, um, and then I was like, thank you officer. And I looked down and it says F A I G H. And I knew a guy in high school. And that was his last name. His name was Chris. And I was like, Kiss Chris Fay. Um, how it was pr- pronounced. And I look up at the guy's face. I was like, oh, I knew a guy. And it was my friend from high school. Was the cop. That, and he, I, he was like, I was like, I re- remember you from high school. And he's like, he just looked at me like, what the... I mean, he looked shook <laughs> and I remember being like, Oh, it's okay. It's okay. I just want to die. It's all. 
you know, but it was, it was bad. It was really bad. Um, but that's what happened that night. Um, and, uh, and the rest of the family was kind of like, I feel like that was, it was 2012 and that was the wake up call to the rest of the family that like something's wrong with Lauren. Um, he really needs help. And so, yay! guess what? Man, that was a crazy story. Coming up this spring, this spring yeah. in, in 2024, uh, it'll be 10 years that I have been living, recovering, in recovery, um, meaning going to therapy and working my mental health. And it's like, I've never been doing better because of it so mental health um to me it's funny because i actually um thought of a song that i'd love to i'd love to play for you guys uh if you want to hear it. it's got some swearing in it though so uh, i don't know if um but it's it's about a guy we'll play the censored version yeah play the censored <laughs> version right um but it's i just i just think it like i heard it and i literally bawled because i felt like man that was my that was my journey um but um yeah, walking out of a place of like, but to go back to what we were talking about outside, um, uh, sort of all the things that I experienced led me up to that very, the darkest places was, I think, relying on religion to solve those those things, those issues. And as you know, I, I feel like, and you guys know what I mean when I say religion, I'm not talking about faith or spirituality. I'm talking about religion, um, that there's somehow some sort of system, um, like the medical establishment, you know, in the same way, mm. um, can be equally flawed, have major blind spots and major shortcomings. Um, but, um, yeah, it, it yeah. sort of, it sort of led me to that place. So I, um, yeah, I feel like I have found some real freedom since then. It's a word of warning, I think, to people to distinguish, um, between religion and the kingdom of God, um, because they're separate. Religion is what... It's funny you say that, but when you say that, that phrase, kingdom of God... To me, I because that was part of the verbiage that was used that was couched in all of those references to religious constructs. Well, and so, I, sure. but I understand what you're saying. Yeah, like yeah. so, religion would be like like Jesus went to the churches. The churches were churches. a facet. They're synagogues, right? Synagogues. So modern day churches. Um, the churches were a facet of religion God used them but when it gets twisted and distorted into purely religious those are the people who put Jesus on the cross right right right. right. so they, they're the ones who crucified the son of God so there is yeah. definitely a huge difference yeah but it's they look really. similar yes they wear this, they wear robes right right you know to say right. so, yeah well, it's That's heavy, though. I mean, I'm sorry, sorry to bring up like, but the, the thing is now is that um, you'll be you'll be glad to know that any time that I get any place anywhere close to like looking at my life and being like, what does it all mean? I, I don't know if I can go on, you know, like I have a 
support structure and a network of people that I call, that I, um, that I get a hold of, and if that doesn't work, then I go to the emergency room. And um, I did that last... And when I went in there, I met a bunch of people, and a lot of them were just kind of a little bit weird and crazy and not quite on this planet, you know? But one of them was just a young guy, about you guys' age. Um, and he was, he's really nice. And I've, I, he just, he just needs family. He, um, he's... He's kind of orphaned. Um, he told me that he found it. He's like 22, 23, something now. And he told me that he found out um, at 19 that he was adopted. So a couple of years ago, he found out that the person he's been calling dad his whole life isn't biologically his father. And his mother, his biological mother, took off when he was 12 or something, you know, like, so he, oh he's gosh. alone in the world and he lives right over here in Mishawaka. Really nice kid. Really nice guy. Kind of quiet, kind of shy. But I was like, dude, let's hang out. So we've hung out like half a dozen times since then. And to me, he asked me, why are you so nice to me? What's in it for you? And I'm like, dude, for me, this is my purpose. Like you, like giving in to people who, who all, it doesn't take much from me, but it means a lot to you. You know, it'll it'll mean more to you because you don't have a whole bunch of friends or anything around here mm. in Indiana. And so he's a really nice guy. I definitely recommend reaching out. I can always introduce you guys anytime you guys want to yeah. hang. But he comes to the the bonfire oh. on the weekends. So biak. Yuck, yeah. Bjork. Bjork Huber. Well, I had, I had much other fun things planned to yeah. talk about. It's okay. Yeah, like, it's it, okay. It, it, part of it, part of, of what we do is we bring real life. Okay. And, and, and not, it doesn't always look um, like we think it looks. It, oh, it's, it's sort of like when you apply heat to metal. And all of the, all of that, like, what's it called? Like, the impurities kind of come to the rise, like, get dross, to the top, yeah. dross, yeah. Like, that's how it is right now. Like, all of the heavy stuff is kind of, like, coming out right away. Because it's on yeah. our minds, you know? Our prayer is to walk in freedom hmm. and victory. These are generic terms that mean <laughs> overcoming these things. Overcoming these things, um, same overcoming nature that Jesus had, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, so which do you guys think? Uh, two two movies came out this weekend, Barbie and Oppenheimer. If you went to go see one, which one would you go see? I hate movies that are just made to make you feel depressed, but I also hate movies like Barbie. <laughs> so, so neither. So neither. <laughs> this is like a. This is like a. It's a catch twenty two. Yeah. Yeah, it. I would probably just go like I'd probably just watch like an indie film that I like pirated or bought on like eBay or something. Oh, I totally want to go see Oppenheimer. Really? I think that it's gonna be the next Citizen Kane. I think it. You think it's gonna make a big boom? 
I think it's it gonna will leave a deep big, impact. Apparently, yeah, right. Don't, don't do. There's gonna be a big fallout <laughs> afterward. <laughs> People are gonna be emotionally okay. blown away. <laughs> okay, that's enough. <laughs> I'm sorry, right, dad jokes. Uh, hey, dad jokes. Yeah. Well, um, that's kind of more dark humor. Someone, someone was telling me uh, that that Barbie is a really uh, a feminist, empowering, and it's really an important film about. And I'm just like. What? Are you kidding me? I'm like, so you're talking about this figure that has given tons of young girls body image issues for, you know, like better Decades. part of the half of the century. Yeah. And that's an important film to go see. Go no. s- We're good. <laughs> yeah. It makes me, it makes me angry. I'm like, yeah, no, n- never mind the atomic bomb. That's not important. I'm like, but I really do want to see, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Christopher Nolan. You know, we're talking Inception, I Batman like Inception Begins, and um, Begins, yeah. what what else did he do? Memento. Did he do Interstellar? Interstellar. I thought Interstellar was pretty cool. Kind of trippy, but so it could good, be cool. so good. Do you guys ever do soundtracks on here, or do you like not do them because of copyright? Well, we sometimes play them. Copyright infringement. Are my batteries dead? Yeah. I have just replaced it. At the turn, I, at the I, turn I, I of the tide. My, I replaced my battery. Is it not recording anymore? Oh, shoot. Well, we still have the... One man, one desire, one world, one Pokemon card, three men in a room. I can play a soundtrack. Here, play, play this. I'm going to see if you, you can name it. John Williams or something similar. You know what? I literally could challenge you guys to a score off. You could play any movie score. I think. David. Well, if I it's, could if not it's do decently that. Okay, okay, I got one for you. 
I challenge you to score off if it's well known. <laughs> okay, let's let's do that. Let's end with a uh, like a little game. Lightning okay. round. What do we gotta call you, this? You have to close your eyes, okay? Okay. okay. And um, this is the. Are, are we good? Are we rolling? We're rolling. Okay, rolling. we're back. We're rolling B and G. Let's go. Game. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. We're gonna finish up with a little mini game, an impromptu mini game. Yeah. Called. Settle called the score. The, the movie nerd quiz. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Settle, Settle the score. score. Yeah. Okay, that's good. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll do a little. Settle the score. I'm gonna suck. Uh, I don't know movie scores. Yeah, you, you definitely can. Okay. I don't All know right. movie scores. I this is really gonna suck. I could name. I maybe could name the movie. Yeah. Oh, I got a black. I maybe could name the movie. I don't think I could name like composers or uh, like the. Here you gotta get two genre, two. whatever. One, one for me and one for uh, one for game. You have two okay. ties. I'll just close my eyes. I'm on camera. I won't cheat. I'm on camera. I won't cheat. All right, there. Huh? Why do I get right. the crappy blindfold? <laughs> All right, no, you. It's honor system, okay? So you can't, you can't cheat. Okay. What's the, okay. <laughs> what's the point of the blindfold if you? No cheating. Okay. I don't want to have to like, you know. I'm gonna start you with an easy one. All right. All right. Wait. Are you covered up, Gabe? Ready? Am I decent? All right. I can't see it. I can't see a dang thing. Okay. Sweet. All right. Here we go. It's settle the score. Time to settle the score. Settle the score. Ooh. Saving Private Ryan. Oh! Correct! Dang it. I don't think I have ever watching that movie. Okay. Okay. Alright, um... <laughs> I told you I'm really good at this. Go. This is gonna okay. suck. This is just Lauren's, like, happy hour. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna... Alright, All right. I'll get the next one. It's like falling down over my face. Alright, here you go. This is another easy one. He's a pirate! Hey! Oh, he's a pirate. Wait, it's called He's a Pirate? Yeah, it's called He's a Pirate. Uh, uh, I'm only like I'm only hearing like the first few notes and Lord's like Beethoven's third! Lord of the Rings. No. Am I disqualified? Hang on. Is this Braveheart? Braveheart? Yeah. No? no wait. Great one. It sounds like uh, the Hobbit song. Or the movie, something about Hobbits or whatever. This is Lord of the Rings. No, it's not. Dang it. He knows it, but he doesn't know it. Chances of getting this are sinking lower and lower. Titanic. Oh, I did not watch Titanic. I'm not, I'm not ashamed of that one. Don't let go, Jack. Never let go. He's like, oh, okay, get, get, get off me. Get um, off me. Mm. Let me die. And she's like, hang on. It just freezing hand is... Yeah. <laughs>
Show me the ones that I'll know, but Lauren won't know. <laughs> is this... This is a hard Forrest one. Gump. Oh my gosh! <laughs> That's so good. Okay. <laughs> this was Laura's wedding march. The problem no is, I, yeah. I don't wow. watch a lot of, like, really mainstream movies. Dude, I am so hardcore boy. on Settle the Score, let me just tell oh you. Oh boy, I'm gonna have to do some research. Okay, this is a, um, pretty easy one, too. Is it? For it. You know this one, don't you, Lauren? No. Is sounds like a patriot, a patriotic Wait. kind of tune. Here it is. <laughs> no. Uh, wait. Is it John Williams? John Williams. Superman. No, no. It's it's uh, Jurassic Park. Yeah. 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 Probably won't get this one. It's just if Lauren can guess it, this is really exciting. Any inklings? Look, I'll give this one away. Away. <laughs> I don't know. Road to perdition. Oh, yeah. I've uh, never yeah, seen yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Story. Okay, last one. All right, last one. Let's do like the Seinfeld intro. <laughs> <laughs> what's another one? <laughs> I was like, what's that song called? If you play any anime soundtracks, I'll I'll beat Lauren every time. Yeah? I'll, I mean... Hang on. Wait. Is it going? I'm not sure if this is it or not. John Williams. Catch me if you can. Oh, oh my gosh! Wow, he's good, That folks. was the easiest yeah. one. I'm yes, I love wow. me some John Williams. All right, what do you win? All right, wait, do you want to try one? Sure, you want to try one? Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Okay. How about, how about right. Ben against Lauren? Right. I think I think you guys are probably more knowledgeable. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. All right. Oh, Ready? Ready? Yeah. Hold on, hold on. I need to readjust. Yeah. Okay. Blindfold. Okay. okay. Um, I, I need easy ones. Yeah, same. Yeah. I can do music guys, soundtracks. Or... Give me, like, uh... Yeah, give me like Finding Nemo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you gotta think millennial here. Yeah. Ready? Yep.
Oh. Oh, oh nice. Oh. Shoot, it's on the tip of my Dang, tongue. Dang, I'm seeing. Oh, it's Marvel. It's Marvel. It's, uh. Is this, uh. Is this. Spider Man? Yeah! No, 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 no. This is before this is before like the big MCU thing. Remember? This is Tobey Maguire, right? That, that was like the first Spider-Man. Yeah, that was the first Spider-Man. Yeah, first Spider-Man. I love yeah, that soundtrack. I almost got that. I was, I was about to say it. I didn't. Well, you you spoiled it. You you yeah. gave me that big hint yeah. I needed, and I was like, oh yeah, that's right. That was All a right. good one. You guys ready? Yep. You don't have to name the movie. Just like, like Anne of Green Gables. Or something. I'm, say, I'm, I'm seeing like, I'm seeing like, yeah. her winter petticoat was not thick enough. What it is is a little bit a pure Michigan. Pure Michigan. <laughs> it's Cedar House Rules. I have no idea what that is. Yeah. Uh, bad, bad one. Think younger. Think younger. Bad question. <laughs> Dumber. It's hard, okay. <laughs> Older. Or, I mean, uh, younger. Young, yeah, youth. What are the youth into now? It's Fortnite? Oh, I should have played something. Yeah, man. I know. You don't know my taste. I don't. It's okay. I have... No, I do know your taste. I was just catering. <laughs> I was catering. To the guests. Yeah. That's bullcrap. It's alright. What is this? It sounds like Mission Impossible almost, but... This is like Stranger Things or something like that. Yeah, probably. I guarantee you guys have seen this movie. Oh, it's a movie. I've probably not seen it. I can guarantee you that. Oh, this is like something with like Tim Allen. No, no, no. This is like this is like Tim Burton or something almost. I'm getting like spooky vibes. Uh, yeah, Christmas. Is this Coraline? No, it's not Cor. Oh! 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 Shoot! Uh, Dang it! Oh, he's right! Oh my gosh! Dang it! What is it? Aliens? Oh, is this Men in Black? Yep! Yeah! Dang it! Oh my gosh! You were right as soon as I heard this drop there. Okay, wait. Alright, I got one more. Put my hands on my head. I feel like I'm about to be executed. <laughs> <laughs> you want to smoke? 